Hey, hey there, everyone. Good morning. Coming to you, this is Morgan, coming to you live from the Highland Cycles Navi Lobby for the Gospel of Two Wheels, number 16, I believe. Uh, today we are going to be joined by Mason Ottersberg, who is a factory beta rider uh, racing Endurocross and the AMA Big Six Championship. Um, so I think I am a minute early, so... Some of you guys may not, it's funny, yep, there's little eyeballs coming in. Chandler Henry, what is up, my brother? How are you, man? Um, the coffee's good and hot this morning. I made this myself, and it is glorious. Um, the uh, coal car, Michael, what's happening, brother? Hey, there's Mason. He is in, and he says, yo. So we're going to bring him on right about now. This, this has ever been done. <laughs> so... Super cool. Uh, it's gray and kind of out there today. So um, hopefully we get some snow. We need some snow, snow, snow bad in this state. But uh, yeah. Hey, Mason. Mason, what's happening, man? What's going on, man? Not much. So we are right on time. Good job. <laughs> I try. I try my best. <laughs> the, uh, I don't have a normal job, so hey, whenever I can try and make a normal situation out of it, I will. For sure. Do you have like a studio? Are you in like a, is that a special background behind you? It's just our living room. Oh, right on. Okay. I These thought you had nice like... decorative curtains. Oh, okay. I thought you'd like set up some super red. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, was gonna I don't think I'd go to that effort. <laughs> uh, so Mason, let's start with, first of all, um, tell us about the series that you're racing uh, you just got done with Endurocross, but what a lot of us out here in Colorado don't know what the AMA Big Six is. So yeah, so slow down on that. AMA Big Six kind of just like any works GP style event, um, but it's club run. So uh, I don't know if you're like familiar with AMRA or Weeby. I think Weeby's the same way, but um, yeah. each race is put on by a different club, and then. Uh, they're hour and a half GP races. Usually the, I think lap times can be anywhere from eight to 18 minutes, something, something like that. But yeah, it's, it's fun. And now they just went for a national AMA title. So now they have a national plate. So it should oh, be right pretty on. good. Yeah. Is it, uh, but, uh, desert? Uh, yeah, it's mostly desert. Um, I know they're adding a few more events this year. I'm not too sure if we're going to go up north at all, but most of them are in California, so it's not too far from me from Phoenix. Right on. Nice. Is it uh, – <clears throat> um, so is it, it's just a, as many laps as you can do in that time period plus one? Yeah. Yeah. Base, I don't think it's really a plus one. It's just once you reach an hour and a half, then they draw out the, the checkered – Oh, okay, gotcha. Right on. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's cool. So, um, I'm actually I'm doing the last round for the year next weekend, December seventh, in Lake Havasu. Okay. So that one's usually pretty fun. It's it's hard. It's nice. like all sand whoops. So that's I I've been training for that for the last two weeks, and after this, I'm getting ready to go head to the sand track. So it should be should be pretty fun. Right on. Where is your sand track out in Phoenix? Uh, you know where Canyon is, the, uh -huh. the MX track. Yeah. So we just go out behind the MX track and just go pound laps out behind there. Right on. Nice. Yeah. 
it's it's brutal i think that track is probably one of the hardest sand tracks i've ever ridden it's harder than anything ever um you know like the the sand whoops i mean it's almost as deep as like a bike in some spots it's pretty gnarly <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it I takes mean, takes a lot a lot of effort but it's worth it yeah for sure <clears throat> you have uh you mentioned weavy have you raced any of the weavy stuff here no, I've always wanted to come out. Um, my buddy Dylan Osborne lives out in Apache, and he was always telling me about how he used to race that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think I had a buddy, uh, Jacob Sandifer. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 so yeah, I think he did some of those, too. I've been riding with him quite a bit lately, too. It's pretty cool. Right on. Yeah. Ta- I mean, even Taylor made it out to a few long time ago. Um, I remember – getting lapped by him in uh new mexico <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh and then um oh you know obviously all the local fast guys around here have raced them all but there's there's one down in uh oh, farmington new mexico that is like sand whoops. yeah yep that's all for miles and it's stuff's just- gnarly it definitely makes a man out of you if you can ride that thing well you're like you feel on top of the world after that it's pretty crazy <laughs> for sure uh, what is after, so after that, what's going to be your program for this winter? What are you going to be doing? So we'll have the rest of the month off and then I'll probably just kind of take a break and have some fun, just kind of do whatever. And then January we start back up. <clears throat> um, I'll be doing the big six again and then enduro cross. And then, uh, I'm going to try and hit as many of those sprint hero races as possible. And then I'm going to finish out the MRA series as well. That local series that we have. Just, okay. I I don't think I am now because I had to miss a race, but I was leading that championship. It was just it's good practice, so I just figured I'd show up at those and do as many as I can. Right on. Um, and I know you're factory beta guy now. Um, what does that look like for for a guy like you? I mean, with a smaller manufacturer like that, but still factory support. I mean, you know, it, it's definitely a. I don't want to say it's a smaller team because I feel like as a team, we have more riders than probably any other team in the U.S. like as far as off-road goes. But, right. I mean, they, they're they putting a lot of effort into trying to get the brand out there. I mean, they just – they got a semi now. They're doing demo tours. So, definitely, like, go to the website and check out, see if there's a demo tour in your area because they, they got this badass semi. It's, it's so awesome. And they bring out a bunch of bikes and – basically just just like the ktm demo tours that they used to do but yeah it's it's a cool opportunity for sure um and then they have a new bike coming out next year that i heard is supposed to be pretty good they're they're gonna have a lot of changes for that what's Um, that is that two stroke four stroke both they're two stroke and four stroke but i think they're putting a lot of focus on the the four stroke for next year okay right on just from what i've heard i mean i i could be wrong but I've heard quite a bit of things about the 2020 bikes being pretty good. Nice. Are they, uh, so are you helping test any of that stuff or? No, no. I've just, I, I've been told through some of the guys at the shop that they've been having some input as far as what they think could be better. And, um, I don't know. I don't know if the changes are coming, but from what I was told, it should be pretty good. And I think, uh, they might be coming out with a factory edition style okay. bike for the U.S. only down the road too, which should be pretty good. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm stoked. I think I think the the bike's just as comparable to anything else, to be honest. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, what are what are you guys running for suspension on on your bikes? Which which like fork and shock setup? Because I know no, that... it's the Saks. Okay. Yeah, it's just Saks. Uh, I think the RRs come with a closed cartridge, so right. it's just kind of like any regular motocross closed cartridge fork. And then the the regular R models, I think they come with uh, it's more like a, a dual sport style setup like they they have the rebound adjuster on the top and then a compression adjuster on the other side right um kind of like a ssf fork right i don't know if it's i don't know if it's separate function but it just has the adjuster like that so gotcha it's pretty good right on and are you are you running that stuff just valve for you or do you guys get yeah no no we run the sack stuff closed cartridge we just have it valved super stiff you know like my bike's I mean, my teammate Chance, he probably has one of the stiffest setups out of anybody on the team. But after riding a couple of his bikes, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that's the direction I needed to be going this whole year. So now, you know, after a little bit of time, I think we're pretty close on where I need to go with suspension. So I'm stoked. Nice. Right on. The uh, um, and Real quick, just so everybody who is watching, you guys chime in with any questions <laughs> for Mason at all um well uh, let's start with us other basics how old are you now mason 24 just 24. turned 24. nice right on yeah and are you a phoenix area native mm -hmm. yeah i've lived in phoenix my whole life i'm living in north phoenix now just kind of doing my own thing so it's cool cool there can you see these comments coming up yeah okay so there's jamin asking the question if you want to answer that so the social media stuff i honestly it's like really just posting regularly and consistent and then like what helped me to be honest is like when i was trying to grow my social media i just did a bunch of stupid stuff like <laughs> like just do like cool lines or uh like just going over rocks and just like showcasing that kind of stuff that not a lot of people would see on the day to day. So, you know, it's just, it's something different that your eyes are going to be catching. And I don't know, for me, it worked. I mean, one year just from doing stuff like that almost every day or every other day, I think I went up 13,000 followers in a year just yeah. from that. So, I mean, it helped a lot, but now that Instagram's kind of changed their algorithm, I guess it, it doesn't work the same way. So for me, it's been really hard to try and get my account to grow. Now, I'm just more or less just doing it because I know what to do, but I'm not really trying to grow it at all. Sure. If it if it goes up, it goes up. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So it's kind of where I'm at. Does beta put any pressure on you for that kind of stuff? Do they say you got to post some amount or anything? Not not typically. Sometimes we'll get emails about like certain sponsor promotions or something that sponsors send out that they would like us to help share. Um, but not too often that we get those. It's just really kind of on our own time. And I just know how important it is in this industry now, especially, you know, I, I definitely don't rely on my social media to get me what I have, but you know, it definitely helps. And for me, you know, when I was doing my whole thing on my own with, 
getting all my own sponsors. I was basically playing team manager for myself. And I mean, at one point I had probably 15, 20 sponsors that I had gained on my own. And almost every single one of them were like, you know, we really appreciate what you're doing marketing wise over social media. It helps a ton. So it's definitely important to them and more so I'm doing it for them rather than me. So it's, it's worth it. For sure, right on. I, uh, Matt Andreas put up the tacos because that is a common question: is Are you into tacos? And if so, what is your favorite kind of taco? Carne tacos and Mexican food is probably my favorite. So definitely, nice. I'm on board with that train for sure. <laughs> yes, I could eat Mexican food every day, and I wouldn't be tired of it. Right, I actually I live make- off it. I make it a point to at least once a month have breakfast, lunch, and dinner all Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> and it drives my wife nuts. <laughs> the, um, That'd be tough until your asshole decides to blow out because you just ate too much. Yeah, exactly. You got to ease up on the hot sauce. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so we're, when did you start riding dirt bikes? How old were you? Uh... I think my dad got me started on a quad when I was like two and a half and uh we did that for a little bit but I wasn't really into it and then I I tried my brother's dirt bike and I didn't know how to balance and I kept crashing so from maybe four years old up until I was about nine I never rode a dirt bike and then I finally rode one and I'm like okay I'm kind of into this so my parents bought me and my brother a couple of pit bikes and we did that for maybe six months. And then I got my first 65, went to my first race and won the beginner race. So then we kind of just kept going with it. And then eventually I, I won a few 85 championships and like the off-road expert class. I was like the highest class you could go and uh, did that. And then through high school, I actually was like, okay, maybe I'll be a firefighter and kind of chase that route. But something just kind of kept telling me I should keep doing this. And when I was about 18 and got out of high school, I just kind of put an emphasis on chasing this and seeing how far I could go with it. And yeah, it took getting until 23 to finally make something work. But yeah, it's been a long road for sure. For sure. Well, anything, I guess anything that takes, that's worth it, takes a ton of work. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, and it was, it was funny because the, the year I got hired, I like in the beginning of that year, I was like ready to quit. I was so tired of it. Cause I was working two jobs trying to make, make it to every single one of the races and save up money. And I mean, it got to the point where I'm just like, why am I, kill myself trying to make all this work and for the the very small chance of making it happen and uh my girlfriend kind of talked me out of it at the time and you know fortunately she did because now i'm here so it's yeah it's been it's been a blessing for sure that's awesome so does that's a question i have and i'm sure a bunch of other people want to know is when you get hired by beta for instance did you do you had you had to ride with shirko for a little bit right Sort of. If, if you want to call it that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, we won't go there because I kind of know that guy. But, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> but so when you go <clears throat> beta, are you, I mean, obviously you get bikes to ride for free. I'm, I mean, I'm guessing. Yeah. 
and then do you get a paycheck every month or how does that work yeah so i mean i don't i don't know how it works for everybody but at least i know a couple of my teammates they they get like a check once a month it's it's all salary based so you just get paid for the month but um yeah, it's just that's kind of how it works. Then you have your bonuses on top of that too. If you do well at a race, you'll get a check on top of that. But cool. Your your salary just kind of depends on how good you are and what kind of results you can bring to the table. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then do you get to, I mean, do you get to keep your uh, <clears throat> prize money if you you know if you win at the race? I'm guessing. Yeah. So like any of the prize money you make, you can keep. Um, and then obviously just all the bonuses on top of that, but yeah, the prize money is kind of the reason you show up to the races, I think. For sure. <laughs> and then I, I, uh, how did Endurocross go for you this year? I did not pay attention to all the results, so I don't know. And if it's a sore subject, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, it definitely wasn't the year I was expecting. I mean, I, to be honest, I really kind of came out of that year feeling like I, could potentially be a top five guy right and <clears throat> for whatever reason i just couldn't put it together i just it, i don't i really don't know what it was i think a lot of it was it was my first year on a team and kind of didn't really have that experience of being on a team so i put way too much pressure on myself right. and toward the end of the year i started turning it around you know my my riding loosened up i kind of felt like i was flowing with the bike a lot better everything just felt right and at the beginning of the series I just I rode tight I let the pressure get to me and just really just kind of had that first half of the year just sucked but yeah and then I turned it around and I felt like I was riding really well toward the end so hopefully just next year we can turn it around for sure uh, Charlie's got a question there. So what does your training routine consist of? Like, <clears throat> give us a Monday through Friday. Uh, it kind of varies, but typically, you know, like I go to the gym four or five days a week, depending on what it is. Usually it's, it's different every day, but there's like two days in between where I'm either doing something on a rower or I'm out mountain biking and then the other days are more like a, a core and body strength type of day. Um, and then riding-wise, you know, typically I try to knock my workouts out first, and then I'll go ride after and then finish the day off with that. Um, and then usually when I go ride, just depending on what I'm getting ready for is what I'm trying to train. Uh, sure. But, like, well, when I go out and ride – uh, I have a few tracks that are like a, a five minute loop, a 10 minute loop. Um, and then I just, I work on either skills one day and I just work on my technique. And then another day I do sprints and, you know, I give it 110% effort to try and get out of my comfort zone a little bit. Sure. Um, and then another day would be a moto day and I would just go out and I would do like 30 or 45 minutes on a, a 10 minute track and just try to, you know, you're more like 80, 90% effort on, on the moto days, but right. typically that's what I, I try to stick to. Um, and then other days, if, if I just want to go out and have fun and cruise around and I have a bunch of buddies that just want to go mess around, then we'll do that instead. You know, I really, 
I got serious with it in the beginning. I'm like, oh, I'm on a team. I have to get like super <laughs> dedicated and serious. And I think it kind of took the fun away from it a little bit. You know, I, I was still having fun doing it, but you didn't have that same excitement level. It was more like <clears throat> you're going out knowing you're practicing for a purpose rather than just going off, going out to goof off. So I think that was the biggest difference that I learned this year halfway through is to try and like make it fun. So typically when I go out and train, I just try to remind myself like I'm doing this for fun. I'm not trying to do this to kill myself. And, you know, there's definitely a balance involved for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Charlie also asking if you have a coach, you have a coach at all? Like there's just a team coach or – uh, I mean, our team manager, Rodney Smith, he's the, the five-time GNCC <laughs> champ. So he's I, – I definitely I, – I try to call him a lot and pick his brain and, you know, really try to learn. Uh, he lives, like, kind of north California. Okay. I don't know – I don't know the, the name of the town exactly, but I think it's uh, – it's like an hour – or two hours north of where the beta shop is and the beta shops in Paso Robos. Yep. So. Okay. Yeah. No, I know, I know right where that is. The, um, okay. That's cool. Right. And so he moved, I didn't yeah. I mean, I was asking if he moved West cause obviously the GNCC series is all back East. And I think that's where he's from. Yeah. I, I don't know if he was living back East or not. I haven't really asked him that, but as far as I know, he's kind of had that house in California for quite a while. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so I just I try to learn from his mistakes and pick his brain a bunch so I don't make the the mistakes and uh you know it's been huge. He's helped me a ton this year and even now he's he he's good. He's definitely sticking up for me, which is awesome. Yeah. Um and then, you know, like typically there's there's days where I'll go ride with Destry and Cooper and you know, I really just try to learn from him and pick his brain when I can. Um, so we'll, we'll go out and do like sprints or, you know, whatever with him. And then I'll go out to Colton's house and ride with him quite a bit. He's, he's gone out of his way to help me out quite a bit this year too. But, um, I just really try to tag along with some of the better guys and just learn from them and see what I can gain. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Chris is asking, are you going to do extreme enduros this year? I don't know if I'm an extreme enduro type of guy. Like, don't get me wrong, I love doing it, but I think uh, my height presents some challenges for that. <laughs> right, fair enough. You know, I I'm only like five eight, so my my height to having to stand off the bike and do stuff like that definitely isn't the best. But um, I mean, I can do it. I, I'm not afraid of doing it, but right. I just don't train for it. Right. And I'm so if I have a, if I have an opportunity to, and somebody wants to give me their bike to borrow, I'll go and do it. But I don't think beta is going to give out a bike for me to trash for just one race. <laughs> exactly. Here's your disposable bike. Just yeah, on. exactly. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what bike I are you riding? <clears throat> so I'm on a 430 for all the GP stuff. Okay. And then, uh, <clears throat> and then a 390 for enduro cross. Right on. And honestly, I was pretty surprised. I thought that 390 was going to be a lot of bike, but 
that thing is pretty nimble. Like, I spent half the year riding Endurocross on it, and I think it's probably one of the best bikes I've had for Endurocross setup-wise. I, I think it, it works good. It handles good. It, it's definitely more comfortable than any bike I've been on as well. I mean, I try to explain it to a lot of people. So I was riding Yamaha last year, and then yeah. we went testing – uh back in january and that was the first time i got on a beta basically i, I rode a few before but never really rode them right. and uh <clears throat> i think i rode just like playing around on it for maybe an hour and put some time on it and then we went out to one of the tracks that we did some sprint times on and i ended up beating my time by five seconds my best time was like 225 on my yamaha and it was, like, my first time out on the track timing it. And I was, like, 220 on the beta, like, right away. Nice. And we didn't touch clickers. We, we didn't even get to that part yet. I'm, like, holy crap. Like, this thing ripped. Like, yeah. I was pretty impressed. So, after that, it, it definitely changed my mind. I was, I was stoked. That's way cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. The, uh, are you guys doing anything – in, like, what do you guys do to the motor, or do you do anything to the motor on the team for racing? I've heard some guys, like, on the East Coast have had their heads ported and polished and just, like, minor stuff, but my bike stock. I just put an exhaust on it, put an open map on it for the, the FMF and call it good. Nice. It's pretty I, – I think it's, it's pretty comparable to KTM. I mean, when I go to the track with Cooper – if if him and I are coming out of a corner on the motocross track at the same time, him and I are relatively at the same pace. Right. So That's it doesn't fine. really have too much or too little. I think it's just kind of right there. Um, I think the biggest difference is with these bikes, you kind of notice that it's got more of a bottom-end chug. Like it, it has more of a tractor-like feel right. to it so you can really lug it down and just carry a gear high which is something i enjoy because i feel like if you can ride a bike clicked up a gear you're going to be riding way smoother than when you're just trying to rail on the on the pipe and letting stuff just kind of get out of control but that's just my riding style and you can save some energy that way yeah for sure the uh um i know that back in the day is that a friend that was working for uh, Alan when he is? Is Alan yeah. still doing anything with you guys? Uh, he's not involved with the team in any okay. way. Right. Yeah. So our suspension is done in house now. We have our own suspension guy. Okay. He's good. Yeah. That guy's smart for sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, but I remember he. I remember talking to him and some guys that worked with him about the the bikes back then, and they were taking. <clears throat> missions and taking all the gears out of it except for like two yeah so like our enduro cross bikes that's how it's set up oh okay. i don't think they do that i'm not sure if they did that with the two strokes or not but mine and max's bike we had just two speed trainees which I, i'm never even in first gear i'm always in second gear and okay. you never really have to shift or move around at all it, okay it's pretty yeah, good the way it is nice do you know what two gears they are? Like, or, I mean, it's probably custom. Just yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. I think it's just straight. They just pull fourth, fifth, and sixth gear out and call it good. I think. I think it's oh. just first and second. Okay. And then we just play around with the gearing and try and get what we want out of the gearing. 
typically we fluctuate between a like a 49 and a 50 rear tooth and then that's like for the the faster tracks we go down to 49 and for the the tighter ones we'll run like a 50 right right on uh (coughs) jamin said i don't know if you can read that he's been a comfort zone racer starting to wonder if uh, he needs to go over his head to to go fast jamin by the way is real fast i don't know if he's (coughs) in littlefield but he's fast Um, i don't think so he's a top 10 guy in some of the desert series um okay spends a bunch of time in uh uh Colorado, his dad has a place here. Um, they nice. ATV rentals, anyway. So that, so I guess the question would be: Do you feel like to push yourself? Do you have to, like, to get to your level? Uh, do you have to take some chances oh. at times to kind of move that comfort zone up? Yeah, I think like the biggest thing is kind of like what I talked about. Like, I have a certain day where like I'll do sprints, and then like one day is a moto day. Right. But typically, like, when we do sprints, that's kind of when you get out of your comfort zone a little bit and you, you try to push it. Um, typically, any time I try to practice, especially when I'm doing sprints, like, I really focus on getting uncomfortable, like, to the point where it's so uncomfortable that you're, like, scaring yourself a little bit. But then once you do that enough times, then it becomes a new level of comfort. Right. So for me, it's, it's more or less just it, – it's just like pushing yourself to be that next level. And sure. the, there's work and there's a – it's just like anything. You try something new and you're like, okay, it's a little scary. But once you do it enough times, it's, it's fresh, it's, it's comfortable, and you're at that next level. And I think I try to – create more of a habit of that too is focusing more on getting uncomfortable more often than not and i think over the long term you you start to pick up your speed because of that right what do you so as a, a an old guy um who likes to go sort of kind of faster uh the uh what do you do about worrying about injury and things like that i mean obviously i got a different job than you do so i don't push it to that kind of point um but when you're looking at an obstacle and you're like okay i gotta do this what goes through your mind about an injury because it could obviously hold hold your career back for a little while yeah or you just don't i kind of i i no, i have a habit of doing the same thing you know like when i was at colton's house the other day he has this like super big triple jump and from the video, it doesn't look that bad, but in person, it looks pretty gnarly. Yeah. And you don't really have a huge run-up to it. So, like, right out of the corner, you already have to be committed and on the gas all the way up the lip. Like, the lip is straight up. And I think I probably hit it 50 times before I was finally like, all right, I'm either going to hit this or I'm going to go home and feel like a pussy. And so I just kind of <laughs> – it, it it's probably not the most realistic, but I went off the lip and I was just like, all right, I'm just going to hold it open and I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to, I'm just, I'm either going to crash or I'm going to make it. And I made it. And as soon as I did, I'm like, are you serious? It took me this long to, to make that. Like I felt like such a beginner because it took <laughs> me so long to hit that. And 
that's that's kind of my biggest focus now is learning to trust myself because like I go out and ride single track and off road and I don't second guess any of that. I just like my reaction time is so quick. I just really try to focus on not giving up those half seconds everywhere. Right. Um, but like you go out to a California motocross track and they have these huge jumps. That's where I'm kind of out of my comfort zone a little bit. So for me, like I've been spending a lot of time in California just really trying to focus on getting comfortable with doing those things that I'm not necessarily comfortable with and sure. trusting when I go and jump. But like even in Dural Cross, you know, they they throw these obstacles in and you know, the jumps aren't that gnarly, but the fact is, you know, when you have a cupped out log and you don't have any dirt to it. And then you see Colton and Cody jumping some crazy obstacle. And you're like, are you serious? Like, why, why am I not even thinking about hitting that? And these guys are going out and doing it. So it's that kind of thinking where I'm trying to like, I'm trying to get to that level where you can kind of look at something and go, okay, I can kind of turn this into that, which, you know, in turn is going to make you that much faster. You know, that might be, a second, two seconds faster, just doing that. And right. if you do that every lap, you're going to be picking people off so easy. And it's hard because at Enduro Cross, especially now, you know, we have this group coming up, and I'm kind of a part of this group that's come up the last few years. And then you have your your Colt and your Cody, Tristan Hart's really progressed a ton, and then Ty Tremaine. I feel like are those four. And then everybody else below that are kind of following their lead. <clears throat> but that's kind of what I feel like they've found. They've found those half seconds everywhere on the track to separate them from everybody else. And then all of us are kind of doing the same lines and just trying to be as fast as they can on the same lines and nothing separating us. So I look for things that can do that at any track that I'm at, you know. So you just look for places to gain time. Nice. <clears throat> it's uh, it's eight o'clock, but I want to ask you one last question, uh, just for all of us normal folks out there that are trying to get better. If you had like one training drill that you were gonna do, that you could do on like let's say flat ground, because I say because not everybody has an enduro cross track in their backyard. Or yeah. Whatever. What's the one training drill that you would recommend for people to? game bike skills i mean if you just bring it back to the like the basic fundamentals of riding just working on balance uh you know like even if you're in your front yard and you're bored either do figure eights in the dirt where you're doing super tight figure eights and you have to stand up on the bike and go like first gear idle yeah. and just try and work on that um shutting the bike off and sitting in the dirt and just trying to sit there and balance. Um, those things work really well. Uh, wheelies, wheelies are good. Yeah. Um, and they're cool. They're cool. <laughs> but you know, like if, if you can learn how to control what the rear tire is doing, like if you can predict what your rear tire is doing, you can end up doing different things. Even like when you're out riding single track, let's say there's a, a little G out and most people would roll it. If you can predict what you can do with your rear tire, you can almost wheelie over that ditch 
and then place your rear tire where you want it to. But you have to be comfortable having the front wheel up like that. And I feel like learning how to wheelie and do those those slow wheelies, you, you can kind of get comfortable with keeping the front end up and knowing what it's doing. Um, those things help out quite a bit. Right on. And then one last one from the guys that are watching, Chris. Is it, do you think Endurocross needs to get more technical to avoid <clears throat> MX with a matrix? So what do you think? How do you feel about the tracks? I, I'm kind of biased on that. I, I do like how technical they are, but at the same time, I like when they have a little bit of jump and flow to them because it, it's kind of, it, it's unique because it, it, it's like watching arena cross, but you're watching a guy send it off of a lip that's cupped out and you have a log as a lip instead of dirt, which I think is unique for what it is, but th there's ways of creating a jumpy flowy track mixed in with a good technical track. Um, you know, like last year we had a race in Reno and that was perfect. It had your rhythm sections, you had your rocks, your matrix, your firewood, and they were all technical. So you had really technical sections combined with your, your jumpy flowy sections and it just made it fun. And I think that's the biggest difference is you show up to an enduro cross and it's all technical. It's all just wanting to kill you. And you kind of lose that fun factor a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it, just for my style. I mean, I'm, I'm sure other people are, you know, different, but I mean, technical can be fun, but for me, that's more like when I'm just playing around and goofing off, I like to challenge myself like that, but I really love the flowy technical mixed tracks. Those are, those are my favorite for sure. <clears throat> right on, man. Um, I really, really appreciate you taking time uh, to do it. Uh, any plugs like for your website or anything like that you want to give out for people to check things out? Just go to my Instagram. I don't have right a on. website or anything, but uh, cool. are you just at yeah, Mason just go, Yeah, just at Mason Ottersburg. You just kind of keep up with what's going on with me or my Facebook page and just search my name. Um, yeah, that's that's really it. Right on, sweet man. Well, I thank you. So when are when are we uh, when are we gonna see you do a race? Uh, I am gonna make it to an enduro cross race here eventually. <laughs> but actually, hold what on. about a what about the downtown Montrose race? We need another one of those. We badly need that, and actually, unfortunately, the Moto Mayhem thing ended up like just sucking the life out of Jason and me. And oh. um, and part of it's the whatever long story but anyway um i'm hoping to do another downtown montrose race maybe this summer for this ride montrose thing i'm doing we yeah just do a one-off deal not a series again um and then i think that's uh, all it needs to be to be honest I, yeah. that prologue event was so much fun i think that's probably the, the best part about it yeah it was a blast so um i'm thinking about because that was actually pretty easy to make happen um Montrose is like open to that, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, but the the thing in the fair, so it might end up only being the street race, which I think would be pretty cool. Yeah, um, I think it'd be sweet. And uh, I've been talking to some other folks, and I'd love to get uh, some some of you guys out here and have a a deal where you guys could also like teach and make a little money yeah. on that end. Um, yeah. Because that's a like we had uh, Russell come out this last summer. Uh, Bobbitt mm -hmm. and he taught a, a clinic and 
it was awesome. You know, it was, it was small, intimate, fun. Everybody had a blast and uh, he made a little Sweet. bit of money and got to go ride in Colorado. So, yeah, no, I think that's, that's been like one of my goals is to come up and ride Colorado. I haven't really had a, a true opportunity to go out and ride in the mountains up there and, Oh. You know, I'm driving through there all the time traveling, and I've never had a good chance to stop other than going out to, like, Nicole Bradford's. That's the only place I've ridden in the mountains in Colorado. Okay. Well, we'll so, okay. we need to make that happen. because We'll have to figure something out. And then, I, like I said, I mean, uh, you know, definitely let's do an event for sure yeah. out there. I think it'd be good. For sure, man. Well, cool. I will, I'll talk to you about that yeah. real soon. And then I'll let yeah. you get to training because I know you got to do that. And good luck. No worries. Uh, Thank for you. Sure. And haul Thanks for man. having me on. Definitely. Mason. I'll do my best. Right on, Mason. Thank All you right, so man. much. All right. See you. Later. Hey, everybody. If, the, uh, if, yeah, if everybody's still here, um, Matt Andreas Colorado does have the best trails. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you really enjoyed that. That was super cool to have Mason on. He's 24 years old. He's just got a first, his first real team ride with Beta uh, last year. It's really, really cool. Um, please check him out at Mason Ottersburg on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, his, I've tagged him in a few things, so it should be pretty easy to find him. Um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching this. Thank you for sticking around to the end. Um, if you're still here, give me a rock and roll sign. Um, we're going to make a, a new club of guys that watch all the way to the end. Uh, Chris, I am in Montrose, Colorado, which is on the Western Slope. Uh, Shane, it is time to ride. It's always time to ride. Um, the, uh, my event page said 6 p.m. for this? Because I, huh, anyway... I'm sorry, John. Uh, if it said that, that's weird because I, although I'll check Facebook because it said for me to come on today. It reminded me that it was this morning. Um, maybe I botched it. I don't know. Sorry about that. Um, I will, uh, yeah, right on. There we go. Thanks, Chandler. Thanks, Charlie. Matt, Andreas, what's happening? We're going to call this the Rock and Roll Club for sticking around to the end. Um, yeah, thanks, guys, for watching. Um, John, sorry about that. I'll, uh, you can obviously go back and watch it um, anytime. Um, I'm going to try to make this thing into a podcast, too, so you can listen to it while you're driving. Um, Got to figure that out. I uh, hope everybody is having... Yeah, Joel, thanks, man. I uh, hope everybody has a ripping good weekend. The weather here is supposed to be snowy and cold, which means we could have some traction, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, Shane, what did yours say? Eric, what's up? Fist bump. Um, yeah, guys, uh, I just cannot say thank you enough for watching this thing. Um, I'm going to try to keep this rolling, uh, next week. Well, I'm, I'm going to keep this rolling and try to grow it. I really want to grow this thing into something cool. Uh, gospel two wheel show every week. Uh, next week we are talking about the, um, we're going to talk about an ice snow setup for your tires. Yeah, man. <laughs> Punk rock. Um, you guys are awesome. I love it. I love the comments. Uh, next week, Thursday, 7:30 a.m. We're gonna be doing. We're gonna be talking about ice tires and not ice racing tires on smooth ice because I don't really know anything about that. Although Matt Simpson, if he's still watching, knows a whole bunch about that and goes fast, turning left. Um, but we're gonna be talking about 
setups for riding in the snow and ice in the mountains um, so you don't ever have to stop riding. Uh, timber sleds are an awesome option too. If you're into that thing, sweet. I'm not. Uh, I had one. It was neat, but I'm more into putting screws and tires and going out and banging around, especially living here in Montrose where it doesn't snow that much. Um, so yeah, next week, let everybody know, talking about ice setups, uh, different ways to go, cheap, expensive, in between, um, how much fun it stinking is. Uh, be on the lookout for some videos of that coming up on our page because I'll put some videos to get everybody stoked um, about that. And hopefully we get some snow so that we can get some traction and get the dust down and so we can go ride our dirt bike.